Let's have a sincere conversation about events across the nation and topics for our own morality. Let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Perception as Reality. Thanks for coming back every week. I really appreciate it. This week, I am pleased to welcome to the show Megan Flanagan Mills. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today, us meeting me and my audience, of course. Of course. And now that you're on the show, it's technically our audience. I'll share with you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, so, Megan, um, I usually like to tell people how we met each other so they know how familiar or unfamiliar we are with each other. So, um, I was referred, you were referred to me or I was referred to you through our friend Jillian Jones, who the audience knows very well from her episode. Correct. Um, and we had a brief discussion just so you could make sure that I wasn't a crazy person and you had a few questions about the podcast. Mm -hmm. I think I answered them well enough where you were like, yeah, sure. I trust you enough to come on the show. <laughs> Definitely. So thank you for joining us here. Um, I remember, I don't remember anything about it, so I'm not going to pretend I do. Um, oh, I remember something cute. There was like a child. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. That my, was, my little yes. girl was in the background. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cute little thing all right yeah. so without further ado what topic shall we discuss today yeah so I've done some thinking about this and I think as a young female business owner one of the things that I kind of struggle with or kind of see out in there in the world um, is kind of that perception that young women uh, business owners aren't taken seriously or uh, in general can't be taken seriously in the business world. Um, so that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. Okay. I'm just writing that down. So everybody just bear with me while I write it down so I don't forget because everybody knows that I'm like a cat with a laser pointer. I will follow the laser pointer all over the place. <laughs> Uh, so I want to make sure that I do justice to the topic. Okay, so young women as business owners can't be taken seriously. Do May I just ask a question? Do you feel that it's, and I don't want to take away from young, and we'll get to young in a minute because you threw it out there, so we're going to want to know how young really young means, and you can just give us a range because apparently it's rude to ask people their actual age in real life. But <laughs> um, do you feel that it's like young women in particular, or is it women or is it women in general? Yes, David, but young women even worse. I don't know. Honestly, I actually on my notes here, I put young or maybe women in general. <laughs> um, I think I think as a young woman, I'm 34 now. I started my business when I was 30. Um, and I think for me, I felt the uh, that kind of... Um, maybe animosity. I don't know exactly know what word it is, but I felt that when I was starting and thought, well, maybe this is just me. Maybe it's just because I'm a young woman business owner that maybe it's, it's that, but I don't, I mean, I think that there are struggles with other women. I mean, I'm in a 
large women's organization here in Rochester. And uh, I hear it often from them too. So I don't want to put like words in their mouth, but it does, I think it happens a lot throughout our culture and community. Yes, I definitely agree with you. Um, and I'm, the audience is actually familiar with that group because I talked about it several times. So we've got Jean Allen's a member, the Rochester Women's Business Alliance, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we've had Jillian, we've had Jean Allen, we've had Amanda Jones, we've had Linda Healer, and now yep. Megan Flanagan Mills. Like who knows who's going to be next. I plan to try to interview all 7,000 members of that group. And, <laughs> um, if they would only all let me. Uh, and I would too. Uh, it's a good group that I strongly support. I have a lot of friends in that group. Um, mm -hmm. Jean and Jillian are probably two people that I would say are good friends, but I have others as well. Uh, so it's a great organization. Mm -hmm. And let me just say this, if you're out there and if you're a woman business owner, find a group like that. Humble suggestion from David. I know I'm a male, whatever, and I know, but I would say definitely find a support group like that because I feel like this group in particular does a good job with their members and it's a very supportive group. Um, mm -hmm. That's my perception from the outside. So, and, and from talking with members, but Megan, you can tell me your perspective of the group, but if you want. Yeah. Not, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, um, it is a great group here in Rochester. We, it's just like one of those at this point, uh, I know so many of the members in the Rochester Women's Network that it's like, it's like going to networking events are like going to see your friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a few people in there that are, that are new, but they're welcome with open arms. Um, so it's really, it's a really great organization and something where you can just be real with people. You, you know, have real candid conversations and everybody, you know, understands and goes through the same things. And it's just great to have a group of people that know you, understand you and support you. And I will say from my, again, outside experience, because as a male, I've never been to a meeting. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I would be excluded, but I've never gone. And now that I live in Houston, that's probably never going to happen. But <laughs> um, I will say that one of the things that I think I admire from the outside is that even if there's competing people, so let's just say that there's two people, I'm just going to throw this out there, two real estate people. Mm -hmm. Even though you might technically be in competition, you're incredibly supportive of each other. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying, find a group like that. If you're out there, if you're listening, if you're um, an entrepreneur, whether you're male or female, find a group. But if you're female in particular, I do strongly recommend finding another a good support group. Yep. Um, and even if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and you are afraid to dip your toe into that water, uh, I am willing to bet that a supportive organization such as the one that we're talking about that's probably in your city and your country, wherever you're listening from, would even welcome you into that community as thinking about an idea or whatever, just to even offer you some advice there. I, I could be wrong, but I don't um, Only Megan can tell us. So <laughs> I agree with you. I'm, I'm sure there's others, you know, around that are just as supportive, you know, I imagine at least. <laughs> All right. So now the David PSA is over about joining a support organization <laughs> like that. So we're going to jump into the topic. So 34, I will agree. I personally think that's young because I'm 
way like 9,000 years older than you, <laughs> but not really. I'm only like 47, <laughs> but I mean, that seems like 9,000 years. Is, <laughs> I don't like to do math in public, but I think it's 13. Um, yes. But anyway, feels like a, a lot older. Um, so yes, I still would qualify you as being young. Mm -hmm. um, so congratulations there. Yeah, thank quick, you. Quick I'll segue question. What, at what point do you think you won't be considered young anymore? I just want to know. Just a, just a random poll question. Just I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like 35 might be like the tipping point, but I don't know. Who knows? See, I, I, and I'm going to segue. I, sorry, laser pointer. So um, like I hear from a lot of my female friends that 35 for some reason like in the male world, like numbers fly by and then, you know, I haven't really thought about a number except for like 16, 18 and 21. Those were the big numbers. <laughs> yeah. But like for, for women, like 30, I didn't care about 30. I, I didn't care about 40. And you know what? I'm staring 50 in the eye like three years from now. And I really could tell you, honestly, Megan, I don't think I care. Right. Um, but for some reason, 35 in a woman's world is an important age. And, and I mean, I have a coworker. She's turning 35 on Thursday, which we're recording. If everybody's listening, we're recording on a Tuesday. I don't even know what date it is. I think Tuesday, but um, so doesn't matter in the timeline of scope, but for Thursday, she's turning 35 and like, she's freaking out about 35. Like, and you just happen to pick that number. Is there a reason 35 is important? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think the fives in general are tough for us. And I don't really know why. I had a hard time at 20, uh, 25 too. Why? 20, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. That seems so arbitrary, 25. Like, I mean. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> All right. So if anybody's listening. And you want to, particularly, I'm looking to, to my female audience. If you would like to talk about why the five, you know who I should talk to? Linda Healer again. Oh, She'll yeah. Know. Um, she would. You know what? I'll, I'll put Linda Healer. So, Linda, if you're listening. Um, so, if you're, and if you're not Linda, do you want to talk about it? Please tell me why the fives matter, especially <laughs> 35. So, recapping. Megan's a young entrepreneur, successful woman. Um, the words probably are jumbled in the wrong order, successful, entrepreneur, whatever, however they go flow for you in your head and um, not being taken seriously. So is that, I mean, I do see it to a certain extent, but I do also see age in general, male or female, but then uh, the younger you are, the less seriously you're taken. But I, I feel like that's, in, in my experiences and my perceptions, I would say that it's probably a 70-30 split, meaning that, and I'm going to try to explain this the best I can, that if we have mm -hmm. the same person who's, let's go back to 25-year-old Megan, mm -hmm. and we've got 25-year-old, uh, what's your husband's name? Brady. Brady. 25-year-old Brady. So you got, I feel like he would have, you would get 70% more crap than he would get 30% crap. And for being at the same age, like you would just take the brunt of being not taken seriously. There's a certain aspect where I think I'm just trying to say age mm -hmm. in general, but I feel like as a woman, you would definitely have taken more of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was in uh, corporate America for a while and um, for sure. I and So he was in the same company and he didn't deal with half of the stuff I did. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was interesting. It is interesting how that happens and we're the same age. So I, now, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's young though. I don't know if it's young or just women. I don't know. Well, I think also, I think also, cause I do a fair bit of um, career coaching mm-hmm. and business strategy on the, on the side. And my audience knows that I, everything I do, including the podcast is for free because I, I enjoy doing it and giving back. And if I charged for it, it would suck all the fun out of it and I would never do it again. So mm-hmm. um, I spend a lot of time with women um, helping them because there's, I mean, other than that's why I'm saying join the women's group mm-hmm. because I feel like it's hard to find a woman mentor for other women. And that would be my dream to have women have other women mentors. But at the same token, I feel like there, I know other male mentors and coaches around that and they're just, I don't know. They're just kind of shy away from it, but mm-hmm. I definitely think women deal with things that men, men don't deal with. Like, for example, I was having a conversation today and you can tell me if this has ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. And I would be shocked if you said no, but I was talking with a female <laughs> colleague today and um, she was recounting an incident when she was young, probably, probably 25, quite frankly, when she had just started her career. Um, and she was talking about, uh, you know, it was a few years ago. I don't want to out her age, but it was a few years ago. And there was a gentleman who was a lot older and he didn't look any female in the eye. Just, and, and, and I'm saying like, not by not in the eye, I want everybody to use your imagination to go maybe like eight inches lower than their eyes, you know, oh, yep. or maybe even lower. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the distance is, but that's all he ever stared at. <laughs> and she was saying that one day this woman got so upset with it she was just to make a point, she got grapes and put them in certain spots and just was like awkward trying to, you know, just like making a point. And then oh that kind gosh. of, she kind of put him back in his place a little bit and that, that helped, but it didn't stop the issue because it, instead of staring, it was just like awkward, quick glance. <laughs> Poor girl. I but know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and I, and with, with all due respect to all women everywhere, I would be shocked, Megan, if you said, no, David, that's never happened to me. Yeah, it has. Right. So, and, and, yeah. And as a man, I can tell you, never happened to me. Right. So there's one difference. Right. But um, what else? What else? What else is different? Like, tell us what it's like being a young, successful entrepreneur, number one, and then being a woman entrepreneur, and then just tell us what it's like. Yeah. So it's interesting because I wrote down a couple of things that just kind of reminded me of some of the weird things that have happened to me. So a couple of years ago, I was at a chamber of commerce event, right? So you're at an event, you're kind of out there trying to network and meeting new people. It's already awkward. And I went up to this group of men there were like four or five standing kind of in a semicircle. So it was definitely like they weren't having a private conversation. So they were open for people to come into their group And I went up, I shook their hands. I told them that I'm Megan. I opened the farmer's insurance agency down the street and um, yada, yada. Anyway, so I get to, I get to like the third person in and the man wouldn't shake my hand. What? Not even kidding you. Nope. 
So I mean, did you I, did you have obvious signs of like chicken pox or shingles or leprosy or anything? I mean, no, no. Okay. I just wanted no. to ask. I just had to ask. Yeah, just in case. No, and so I like was super uncomfortable. So I just kind of laughed and like made a joke, like a stupid joke, and went on to the next person. But it was so fascinating because the person is a well-known person in my area and would not shake my hand. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I went back to shake his hand. It wasn't a situation where like he was kidding. I think, I don't know. It was very strange. (laughs) Something I had never dealt with before. Um, And it wasn't, and it wasn't for religious reasons um, because I know there are some religions that, you know, uh, or cultures that don't have women shake men's hands. But anyway, yeah, it was crazy. That's, it was nuts. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could sit here and speculate all day on like why, but we're just gonna, cause so it was obvious, like he had shaken other, the other gender's hands. Like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Or was it, was it, uh-huh interesting all right no no i'm not trying to uh, by me asking i'm not trying to um defend his position at all i'm just trying to understand because this is why i started the show because like i want to understand why people do what they do Mm -hmm. so i just i don't understand i mean i get what you're saying about religious awareness i would totally respect that like as i'm sure you would just because you said it you totally get it yeah but um Wow. Well, we'll yeah. never know. It's like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? We'll just never know. Right. So, right. okay. Well, what else happened to little Megan? <laughs> so, um, okay. Here's another good one. So not necessarily strictly to me, um, but I had um, a situation at one point where I was standing next to another woman and uh, the person, a a man came up to her and was telling her that she did a good job on this project and, you know, was giving her some praise. And then she go, and then he goes, well, you did a good job for a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So she goes, she goes, well, I would hope that I did a good job period. Not just because like, I mean, she defended herself. I would hope I did a good job just because, you know, I did a good job, not, based on you know my gender or anything and he goes he goes oh this is just me this is how I joke you know you did a good job for a woman so he doubled down on the situation (laughs) and it was just so wild and I was standing there like oh my gosh I don't even like I just flabbergasted it just doesn't make sense to me wow well let's sit with this one and unpack it just for a second so yeah you did a good job for a woman. So what does that that mean? So if we're talking about perception as reality, so the perception from the lens of the woman, which I would agree with, is that it's completely demeaning. And if I was so if if that same performance was done by a man, would it have been less than good? Right. Right. Or I mean or why did, or do they expect it to be better? Because right. it's a man. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Wow. Well, I mean, what does that what does that mean? Yeah, it's and yeah, it's fascinating. When is that appropriate? And so, like, so let me just. I I don't want to get into like age discrimination, but I just want to know like, some generations grew up with 
getting away with things that other generations wouldn't. So let's just say my father's generation mm -hmm. definitely grew up with things that were not politically correct now were perfectly okay then. Well, mm -hmm. they weren't okay. Well, I, I, they weren't okay because no matter what time frame that was, that still wouldn't be okay. But I mean, they were just not. It was like socially acceptable, if you will. Yes, which, yeah. I, which I'm not trying to make it sound like it's okay, but it was socially no, acceptable. Yeah. So yep. thank you for the life raft on that one. Yeah, you um, got it. <laughs> um, so was this person, I mean. Yeah, he's, he's an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, again, I just want to clarify that that doesn't make it okay, but right. I'm trying to understand the differences in where people are coming from. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. And the person, the woman that I was next to is older than me. So she's, yeah. So it's, yeah, very interesting. Interesting. Well, I could definitely mm -hmm. commend her for speaking up. So me too. With, with age allegedly comes wisdom. And in her case, <laughs> I feel like it did. In his case, it definitely did not because I commend her for speaking up for herself. And uh, she's got a whole lot of years. I have a feeling that's probably not the first time she's heard that in her life. No. For sure. We actually have talked about it since then. And yeah, I think it was the first time that it was like that in your face prevalent, but no, I mean, it's not, it's not something that unfortunately surprised either of us that it was said, which I feel like is also not, there's something to be said for that. So that what we're we know, surprised about it. So what we've, so I'm just going to say this, but I, I I'm, I'm going to try to I don't know. I'm just going to say it. Well, hopefully mm -hmm. I say it. Okay. But that kind of um, proves what I was, what I think both of us were saying earlier is that while there is definitely a lot of not being taken seriously for being a younger woman, that it definitely, I mean, I don't want to intimate this person's age, but she sounds older than our example of being like 25. Yeah. So that, not being taken seriously definitely transcends age a little bit. Now, again, I don't want to diminish what you're experiencing at 34, but kind of like a pattern, not no, a good I, pattern. Yeah. And I totally agree. I think, and that's why I was kind of, I'm not a hundred percent sure whether it's that, that perception of young or if it's just women in general, you know, not being taken seriously. That's my, yeah, that's the question. I feel like you have more. What else you got? Okay, I've got one more. So, okay. well, probably more than that, but these are the ones I wrote down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had an older gentleman come into my office. He sat down with me. We had a you know great conversation um, about his insurance and all that kind of stuff. And then towards the end of the conversation, he, he was about to leave and he looked at me. He goes, so where's Mr. Mills? And I was like, what do you mean? I just played dumb because I knew what he meant and he, what he was getting at. But he, go, he goes, well, you know, where's the boss? Where's Mr. Mills? And I go, oh, well, I'm the owner of my business. My husband doesn't work with me. Uh, he has a different job. I'm the owner here. And he was like, oh, I just did that, didn't I? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, you did. Hmm. Yeah. Well, at least he caught himself and called himself out for being uh, true, uh, yeah. an idiot. 
but I'm not saying that to diminish what he said, but Mm -hmm. does that happen? I feel like that happens to you a lot for some reason. Yeah, it does. It's really crazy. So, and I don't, I don't honestly think, and I don't think that it's necessarily that people are, um, I don't think that they're trying to be negative or I don't think it, I don't think they like deep down want to do any harm by saying things like this, but it just, it obviously impacts the people that, you know, are on the receiving end. Yeah. Cause what, can you explain, can you explain the impact? Can you, can you quantify it? Because I think that's important for this discussion is because if somebody doesn't, so it's, it's like, um, I grew up in my family, um, Mm -hmm. predominantly, but it doesn't matter what ethnicity, but backhanded compliments were like a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody felt like it was appropriate to talk about my weight 24 seven. And, you know, um, I mean, I felt like growing up that I was, uh, so this is going to sound crazy, but like growing up and even today, I feel like I'm probably 20 or 30 pounds heavier than I actually am. And looking back at the pictures, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, well, I really wasn't, I mean, sure. I was a little thick, but I'm like, I wasn't like fat. Like they made me feel like I was, but I was like, looking back, I feel like I was like 9,000 pounds bigger, like Mm -hmm. wearing a muumuu is what I felt like, you know, like, but that's not how I actually look in those pictures. And I'm like, wow, they suck. And I'm talking Mm -hmm. about my family. So, (laughs) and, and I'm telling you that story to be, to, to, to try to see if like, am I understanding where you're coming from? Yeah. Cause that's what I'm trying to do is like, by me telling that story, I'm trying to understand your point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think, um, but it also, it will definitely like does something to your like psyche, right? It makes you kind of, it obviously I remember these stories, like, I mean, like it was yesterday. So, and it wasn't yesterday. So I think that obviously says something there. Um, but also I think there's, there's a piece of it where for me, when I've been in this business world, if you will, um, I kind of, I put on a different face, right? I don't think I can be my authentic self in, you know, in in business because either I won't be taken seriously or whatever other thing you want to say. But um, I do think I took, I'll take, I took a leadership profile thing recently Oh, love and, those. Okay. And it's funny because I asked the instructor while she was uh, presenting on it, um, do you think that you can change categories? So uh, yep. I'm in the, in the affirmer category. So friendly, empathetic, loyal, all these things. And I asked her if you can change because I don't know if I was like that before. And I was thinking about it harder and realizing that maybe I've always been an affirmer where I'm that friendly, empathetic, loyal kind of person, but I was putting a mask on as an achiever or um, kind of like that power motivator uh, 
and maybe yeah. I was putting that mask on just to survive in what is essentially a male dominated field still from an insurance insurance uh, perspective. What was her answer? Because I mean, I'm just going to, and I don't want to, but okay. Oh, I'm yeah. studying because I love this stuff. So yeah. um, I, I just told, this is where like Jean Allen and I um, would totally geek out and Linda Healer too. <laughs> yep. um, I know that people can change and you do put on your mask for certain situations because you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in stress situations, when your true personality comes out. And so depending on what you're thinking or where you're, what environment you're in, your test can actually have different answers um, because you're portraying that particular image. So um, what was the instructor's answer? So she uh, kind of like believes that deep down, like in your core, you're still the Mm-hmm. the you know the one profile yep. um I would but agree with that. again you can kind of slide into the other ones depending on the situation yep we but all have our default so, yeah it's so interesting though because i feel like had you had i taken that 10 years the same one 10 years ago i feel like i would have been in a totally different category because I had to like at that time I was trying so to you were in corporate America corporate ladder and right. yeah yeah so that I had you to have to act a certain way exactly yeah and you have to fit the mold and so what I find is that all right so what I find distressing is that there there's like the mold and it's typically a male dominated mold so why mm-hmm. isn't there a female mold like why does <laughs> Why do women have to be like men? Why do, you know, I don't understand. Like, can't they just be women? Isn't that why we want to have women in the workplace? Because, I mean, the diversity of it just, I mean, we think different. We do things differently. And that's okay. Why is that that wrong? Why Why does a woman have to think like a man to succeed? I mean, there are women led companies that are doing awesome. Yeah. I mean, there are women, companies with women on the board do better than companies that are just all male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's proven over and over again that there's, you know, benefits to having women leadership. And I don't know why we still have to kind of fit into that kind of, I don't know if it's old school or however you would explain it. But um, yeah, I don't, I think there's just still that, that's still ingrained in us. And I think it's just going to take time for us to be able to, for women to be able to stand up on their own and, you know, not have to put the face on or pretend, pretend all day long that you're somebody that you're really not. I guess if you're constantly being judged one way and if you don't conform, then you're out, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, again, these are all just my opinions. That's but it's my Same. podcast, so whatever. Same. My opinion, I feel like yeah. I'm preaching the show. Can I just, I'm going to say something, and I, I'm just going to say that I, from the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. I, I know that we didn't talk much before, but what I'm noticing with you is your, your, your tenor, tone of voice, and cadence are all different in this conversation than the one we had off, off the air. Okay. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not at all. I'm just saying that I did notice. So I, I, I can see how you would 
people put on that. A lot of people change. I'm just saying like, I, since we're talking about it, yeah. like I, I feel more like I'm definitely be talking to Megan Flanagan Mills, the successful farmer's insurance agent now than when we did like before when you were like okay is he really a mass murderer like is he crazy <laughs> like what's going on like uh, what how does this podcasting work like what's the deal you know there was it was it was different i'm not saying it's bad it was just different but i, I i'm agreeing with you that we put on different masks and i'm not trying to say that to make you loosen up you're you're loose you're doing great i just <laughs> want you know like I can see how your your cap, your thinking cap has changed, which is fun. cool. Um, right. I thought I bring. I don't know why did I bring that up. Now I feel like a jerk. I didn't no, no, mean no. anything bad by that. No, 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 no. I think also, I mean, you know, having um, <laughs> having listeners. I try not. I'm not trying to offend anybody, right? So oh, it's I difficult. know there's. I know. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I know there's. Um, you know, so many people that listen to your podcast here and I don't want to offend anybody. And I'm not saying that all men obviously are, um, you know, Oh yeah, no, I'm not, I don't too. get that impression. I don't get that impression at all. I mean, there's a lot of good out there, right? but we're mm -hmm. here to dispel myths and, and common misconceptions. Mm -hmm. And that is that being a young female entrepreneur that people don't take you seriously that you need to have your husband around because like obviously he's in the back the owner just making you do all the work out front which is you know typical making those decisions <laughs> right you know i mean he's in the back playing tetris or mario kart which just released on the iphone and you know you're out front doing like the hard stuff which is you know like i guess in general mm -hmm. um because i uh <laughs> One of my friends posted, I love this one. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it wrong, but it's, it's like, she's like me, um, get three kids dressed, uh, ready to go, uh, pack bags, um, redress the toddler because she's kicked <laughs> off her shoes, socks and whatever, uh, get myself ready, put together. So I don't look like a zombie pack the car, get the cars, get the kids in the car, him. Oh, we're ready to go. Let me just jump in the shower real quick. <laughs> so, you know, like that's the, that's the impression I get. Like that came to mind when that gentleman asked you like, Oh, where's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Where's Mr. Mills? Well, actually Mr. Mills took my last name and he's in the back doing my laundry. What do you think about that? <laughs> I tried to get my husband to take my last name. That's why I kept both. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who they both took each other's names. So they're, they're, oh, that's cool. they, they both took each other. So they're both hyphenated. That's neat. Yeah. I wasn't progressive. I didn't think about it. I, you know what? I honestly, I mean, if we're talking about this because we are, I never mm -hmm. asked, um, I never asked my wife, Sherry, what she wanted to do or didn't want to do. And I never had any expectations. Right. I never really even thought about it. And I don't mean that from like, I assumed she was going to take my last name, which she did. But like, I never really felt like it was an issue in any way, shape or form because whatever she wanted to do was fine with me. Right. 
Well, and there's so many people now that are married that don't take each other's names. I see it yeah, often. Yeah, especially the people that are on second or third. Yeah. Which I totally get. Mm-hmm. And by saying that, I don't want anybody to think that I'm making fun of them or digging at their choices. As Uncle Steve Harvey says, and everybody knows that listens to the show, I love Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you make a mistake and that's okay. Right. Um, you know, and for those of us that have been married for 26 years that, you know, good for us too, you know, whatever. For sure. Life, life happens, people. Just mm-hmm. So anyway, see that I've segued again, Megan, I warned you about this. Hey, that's good. It's all good. <laughs> So what else, so what else can you help us understand that from an age perspective, because there's ageism and sexism, right? Or Mm -hmm. is that the right term to use? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you're experiencing both. So what, what really would be like more ageism type things that you have to deal with? Yeah. So like I have, um, and I don't think, again, I don't think people want to portray themselves the way that sometimes it comes off. Um, but I even have women that will come to me and, you know, and will act surprised when they find out that I own the business. Um, you know, oh, you're the owner? That's good. Good for you, kind of thing. Which I know that they mean well by it, but at the same time, it's kind of, it just kind of makes my head spin like, is that, it's so interesting that in today's world that people still kind of act surprised that there's a young woman business owner and a lot and we have a lot of them in uh, Rochester Women's Network like I mentioned Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I think that I think that part is also interesting and I don't again I don't think they mean anything negative about it or by it but it just happens interesting I mean I will say maybe maybe I read too much into it Maybe. I mean, maybe let's talk about that. Do we, because if we're sensitive to a subject, do we notice it more? And so I talk about this for, I'm going to talk about this in a second, but first what I was going to say earlier is when people see your picture with the episode, because mm-hmm. you're going to send me um, your, your headshot, which yeah. is a very nice picture, by the way. Thank you. They're not going to believe you're 34. You don't look 34. <laughs> so you're aging well. Congratulations for you and your gene pool. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, like, for example, I'll just give you an example. Like when my wife and I were, well, I can't take one. When my wife was pregnant with our daughter, I can't say I, I wasn't. I mean, I did gain weight with her, but I mean, <laughs> mine wasn't a baby. Mine was just like, we're eating all the time. Cool. I love but eating. Totally happens. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were in Georgia and we're... 26 years old. I'm 25. She's 26 because I'm mm-hmm. married to Cougar. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she's just six months older than me, but it happens across the calendar year. So we're out playing miniature golf. Mm-hmm. I've never looked my age. I've always looked 9,000 years older than I am. Always. Sherry does not look her age. She always looks like she's 12. Even at, even at her, her age of whatever it is now, you mm-hmm. guys, if you paid attention, you know how to do the math, but I'm not going to out her. She still looks like she's 16 years old. Um, so when we were, so we're, she's 26, I'm 25. We're playing miniature golf. In comes this family. It's, it's uh, grandparents and grandkids. And they walk by us and they just stop and stared. 
and just like this guy is all of a sudden getting irate and they're just like saying stuff and i'm like what the hell then i realized he thinks me probably you know he probably thought i was in my late 20s early 30s you know much older mm -hmm. than i am but then he's looking at her and she literally looked like she was 16 years old <sighs> 17 years old oh so gosh. i'm sure he thought that i knocked up some high school or somewhere and you know <laughs> because they were angry and i just oh. remember yelling at him like because he was getting belligerent and you know i was like she's older than i am and i, and I might have thrown a bad word in there too but um and then that kind of shut him up uh, but i mean so you definitely don't look like you're 34 so congratulations to you i can't believe so, you like had the like audacity to say something to you <laughs> Oh, crazy. I, Megan, these people were the, the grandma and the great, the grandpa in particular was getting red faced and they were pointing at us and they were just like, that's a bad example. Like they were saying like bad example, blah, blah, like stuff like that. And it's much more of a blur for me. Sherry can recount it because like, I just like got red in the face and uh -huh. like, are you, you are not talking to us. And then I was like, I was like, she is older than me. Damn. I mean, what? but anyway, so I, that was my little segue on age for you and just a little story that, you know, you're not alone. Sherry doesn't look her age either. So when someday when you reach our ripe old age, you'll still look younger and you'll have that and to go on. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say about sensitivity is they've done studies on luck. And I talk about this luck in the secret that luck exists, but it doesn't exist. And I tie it to the secret. Um, and that is scientifically proven if you are looking for certain things you will see those things meaning so if you throw something out in the universe universe i'm attracted to money mm -hmm. and you will notice money starting to come in that's because you are looking for money and you will see it where you look if you are one of those people that's like eeyore and you just constantly have a bad day and that's all you see that's all you're going to see um so that's why they people perceive they either have bad luck or good luck and like that can make or break your day so if you fall and stub your toe or hit your head in the morning and you're just in a grumpy eeyore mood you're going to be an eeyore throughout the day unless you physically make a, a mindset change to know like that was just one event that happened out of many and you can not have that bad day mm -hmm. and then it's the same thing with good luck like if you find a dollar on the street you're going to be happy you're going to do whatever or 20 dollars in today's economy or whatever whatever makes you happy <laughs> um and then you start to see good things so i'm saying that because because you see these things so often are you sensitive to it is that what you're unconsciously seeing and looking for and i'm not saying that to make you feel like oh megan you're just overseeing it but what i'm saying is you're attuned to it so mm -hmm. you're, it's like tuning in a radio station well you probably don't know you're too young but back in the day we had <laughs> dials on our radio no, station <laughs> sorry i'm just teasing now um, hopefully i'm not one of those people that's being an ageist I'm no I but, but we you know back in that you had a radio you had dials you had to tune the dial right and it could come in fuzzy and it could come in clear so my point is that you hear this so often that your station is fine-tuned in like you are spot on there's no static is could that be the case like do you hear it that often then if you hear it that often that kind of concerns you well yeah i mean that's that was one of my my thoughts too is maybe i am just reading too much into it maybe people you know don't have these like underlying uh like unconscious bias kind of <laughs> 
feelings. Um, yeah, I, it's the, it's a good question. I don't, um, I don't know, maybe I am, well, maybe but I mean, I don't think it, I don't think it like diminishes the fact that there are these situations that have come oh, up right. that are just like totally mind blowing that did somebody really say that? Like, you've got to be joking kind of thing. No, I agree with you. I agree. With yeah. you. I'm just trying to, to, to understand. Um, because like I said, when you're, when you're used to seeing something like, for example, um, going back to an earlier example with the, mm -hmm. the coworker I was talking to earlier about earlier that she, she's somebody that I'm, kind of pushing into a female mentor role for some of the younger women in the office. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not like I'm pushing her against her will. Like, I just don't think that she has ever been supported to think that she could be in that role, which she's perfect at. She's awesome. Um, I just don't think anybody's thought about that or had her think about it that way. But she was telling me that the downward glance is so common that she can detect even the nanosecond glances that people think they're being slick because it's happened to her so often in her career that the slightest glance down, she's just like, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. So she's just an expert at seeing that now. So maybe you are too. Right. Well, and, and I think if it happens enough, you just kind of, kind of normalized if you will <laughs> and and then you just kind of I mean I don't like I don't lose sleep over <laughs> you know these things it's not something that I like am dwelling on all the time it's just it happens and I kind of go on my merry way um you know and, and kind of forget about it but but yeah I mean it's kind of like normal <laughs> I was walking then, to the bank like recently and there was, there was somebody that like honked their horn and like, I'm like, really? <laughs> and was yelling out the window. Like, I just, I mean, I can't, people are crazy. <laughs> people, um, to quote the immortal Kardashians are cray cray for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I want to know, two things, and, and I want you to dispel uh, a common misconception. Okay. As a woman, is that in any way, shape, or form in your, in any circumstance, somebody honking the horn and, and shouting to you, is that in any way, shape, or form ever been attractive or will it ever be, or is it just like an eye roll <laughs> in every situation? I roll every situation. I, I don't, I mean, what are you trying to get out of it? You're just driving past. <laughs> just doesn't I, I don't know. I, I would never, I would never do that. I would mean, never do it. Right. Yeah, I, I sincerely like. I mean, I would never, never do that. Well, and I think there's there's a lot of people that I don't think would ever do that. Um, but I no, definitely for sure, just an eye roll. Okay, dude, like chill out, kind of feeling. So I'm gonna throw this out there to the audience. If you are um, somebody who feels like you like that, let me know. Call me. Let me know why. Just, yeah, I, wa I want to know why. Um, and that's not to say just because if you are responding positively to the honk and the yell, I mean, I just want to learn why that's cool for you. 
Um, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's your opinion. You're allowed to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just in case if you're out there, I do want to talk to you about that. Um, so how can we help? And, and I do think some of these are, and we've talked a lot, a lot. And I, my opinion, which mm-hmm. could be wrong, or my perception of our conversation is a lot of these people, except for one, are making just they're not doing it maliciously except for handshake dude Mm -hmm. um because i mean obviously we covered you didn't have any like contagious diseases uh (laughs) right and you weren't like holding a squid in your hand or anything or trying to shake his hand with a fish so i mean we we've covered all the, the the bad negative prospects so he was just being an idiot yeah outside of him the other people I want to say like there, it's almost like a disbelief. It's coming from a disbelief, right? Yep. Why, why do they disbelieve that you could be a business owner? Yeah. Uh, good question. And I don't have the answer. I mean, it's funny because I don't, I don't necessarily think that once you like would get to know me that you would like disbelieve that. But I think when it's somebody that you don't know um, and they're just making a snap judgment or, you know, you meet some, how long does it take to, you know, make your opinion about somebody like a couple of seconds or something. Um, I think it, again, I don't think that they necessarily have any like, it's not negative or anything. It's just that, I don't know. It's it's surprising for some reason. Hmm. And maybe, and maybe it's because they don't see very many young business owners and that could be it. That's true. Maybe they don't because um, I'll have to look up this. I don't know any stats on that. I didn't, as everybody knows, I don't ever prep for these podcasts and they're unedited because I like to come in and just let people know what my raw feelings and perceptions are because I like to this is as much for me as it is everybody else I like to figure out why do I think certain things Mm -hmm. I'm open to change I'm sure that I have an opinion that's totally wrong Um, (laughs) you know well what do you think do you think like knowing your area do you see a lot of women, young women business owners? Um, I see in, in Houston mm-hmm. and, and where I do see young business women owners in my neighborhood uh, alone, we live in a self-contained community. And mm-hmm. in fact, my favorite farmer's market, the farmer's market on Tamina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamina Road in uh, Montgomery, Texas. Y'all, come on down. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Three, you know, three years old now. Um, is the run by a woman, and then on the site, most of the entrepreneurs in the booths are women. Um, there are men too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just trying to go through the head, uh, through my head, and visually think of like who owns what. And there's quite a few women entrepreneurs in those stalls mm-hmm. and then on that site there's one two three four five businesses one two three restaurants 
Um, one is like a, um, a bakery. She does toffee and cupcakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other one is uh, a British importer. She imports everything from the United Kingdom. So people from the United Kingdom can have a dose at home here. Mm-hmm. All are owned by women. The entire complex, every business is woman-owned. Um, and then in the neighborhood, a lot of those people live in our neighborhood. And then in the neighborhood, there's lots of uh, women doing their own thing. There's insurance agents. There's accountants that run their own firms. There's photographers. There's um, other, like, essential oil people and stuff. Sure. Um, you know, you, it runs the gambit, but they're all out there, and there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. So I would say that there are. I mean, my humble experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of uh, also wonder, is it in the area that I'm in? Is it partially to do with that? Because I am in kind of an established area, uh, and I think a lot of the population is aging and well obviously aging but you know what i mean um a little older and maybe it is in my area that there aren't that many younger women business owners that have like a storefront for example i will definitely agree with that knowing knowing the history of that region because i spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time there i was born there and there is a significant brain drain there um there are not I, I wouldn't imagine that you do have a lot of peers just in your age there and anybody that is was probably already be in the women's network, which you already know, which is a mm-hmm. good thing, but not <laughs> they should be. But um, like down here, so here's some differences like being down here now that I'm in, in Houston and versus upstate or, you know, Western New York in general. We'll just to the whole Western New York is that people down here are much more active. They're outside all the time. They're running, they're jogging, they're cycling, they're walking. They ride these um, bicycles that are actually ellipticals. That they're elliptobikes. I don't know what you call them. Um, those are really popular. There's a bunch of people that have those down here. Have you ever oh. seen one? No. Yeah. So it's basically, you know, an elliptical unit yeah. with wheels and you, you walk around the neighborhood doing that. That's cool. Yeah, like people to do check that, that like, out. They're um and they're everybody's out with their dogs walking, doing doing whatever, and it's so much more of an active community. Um but there are maybe it's because I'm with seven million other people down here in, in Houston, but everybody there's a big there's a lot of young people. There's a lot of jobs for the young people. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess it's maybe not that uncommon because now that you mention it, I, I'm gotten so used to it that it, it I'm used to it. And not mm-hmm. only are there a lot of young w- business owners, there's a lot of young women entrepreneurs out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of couples, a lot of people couple up and they do that together. They'll quit their job together and then they do it together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it is just me being in Houston. Yeah, I think I think there's obviously geography, you know, differences, um, for sure. Like I, I lived in uh, Los Angeles for five years, and I lived in Northern New Jersey for a couple, and you know, throughout that time, 
for me, it wasn't ever like, you know, can I make it to that next level? Can I, you know, continue to climb this ladder? It was always like, yeah, for sure I can. Like I, that wasn't ever a question. Same thing with like opening my own business. It was never in my mind. It was never, can I do this? Is it going to work? I always knew that I could do it. Um, And maybe that's just because of the experiences that I've had in different like places that kind of gave me that courage. I don't know if I lived in Rochester for all of that time, would I have that same kind of self-confidence or not? That's a good, good question. Cause I've known, like, I, I can say this from being born there, living there. I've moved away. I've lived in many different States. I've moved mm-hmm. back to Rochester and then now I'm out again. Um, so I've, I've gone back and forth and, and hopefully, I mean, I mean this with all due respect to every one of my friends that live there. I hope I never have to move back there. um i do because there's not a lot of opportunity the weather's horrible the sky is gray like can i just tell you megan the one thing that i i mean my favorite 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 thing about houston is the sky Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful beautiful color blue and there's usually just some happy puffy clouds they're like (laughs) that they're like that bright white to like just like medium gray but not like that angry dark gray yep but at the sky's blue like All the blue time. blue uh-huh in in rochester when the sky's blue it's actually gray people don't understand that you can have a perfectly clear sky and it'll be this like light shade of like blue gray mm-hmm. don't get me wrong when rochester smiles it can be very very beautiful and i and i say that a lot because there are days when the sky is blue like but not often right yeah summer is beautiful here the rest of it <laughs> yeah but even fall during, is nice too. <laughs> even during the summer i think fall has better better blue skies than i think summer does yeah that's true i mm-hmm. think that's when you get the blue sky because if you look at the pictures you get the blue sky and you get the foliage mm-hmm. but in the summer like you get that heat and then the humidity, people don't understand how humid it is up in Rochester, wedged between two, fin- two the Finger Lakes and the, the Great Lakes. Yep. And I think all of that moisture is what causes the haze in the sky. Yeah, I never really thought about it, but you're right. But I'm not a meteorologist and I don't play one on TV. That's just, you know, <laughs> a David's stupid opinion. Um, but my point, my long way to make a point is that I think being in a different region could very much have impacted you going in what you thought because maybe, and I know a lot of people that there's a believe when I say this in my community alone, there's a lot of Western New York refugees down here in Houston. <laughs> refugees. And we all say the same thing. Like we're, we all comment on the same thing. And we all are in agreement. So I don't think that what I said was too, outlandish because I hear it from mm-hmm. from my peers that are you know escapees from New York um, not the movie with Kurt Kurt what's his name escape from New York like like <laughs> the real escape from New York um, all right so I've digressed a little bit too much on this episode however let's talk about ways people can combat these misconceptions to help people um, like yourself and um, 
real quick, I've been holding on to this nugget, and if I don't say it, it's going to bother me all night. So I don't know if you know who Halsey is. She's a recording artist. Yeah. She's all over the radio. Very talented young woman. Mm-hmm. And I am saying young woman to make a point because she's even, I think, younger than you at 34. She's mm-hmm. younger than you. And she was at a CEO conference when she was maybe 19 or 20, which I think is like her current age. I have no idea. Um, and somebody walked up to her and was like, well, basically kind of like the same thing. Like, why are you here? Who's arm? Basically the tone was, and I'm, I'm totally ad-libbing and putting David's words on it. Like whose arm candy are you? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm here because I'm the CEO of my brand, my own brand, which I totally give her credit for being that because she gets it. Yeah. Um, so I just have to bring that up. I don't know. I have no point other than I thought about it like a half an hour ago and I just had to mention that. That's really interesting though. I love, I love that concept. She's the CEO of her own brand. Yeah, no, so I true. mean, well, that was what the article was really about was how she viewed her success and how she treats, she's the CEO of her own brand because mm-hmm. she sees it as bigger than just being a recording artist. That's only part of it. She's got her Instagram. She's got all of these other things she outlines that is part of her brand and her, she is her brand and therefore all of these other things stem from it. And I think it's an interesting way to look at it because we all are our own brand. Right. And Halsey is technically her incorporation. It's her business and she is her business and she's got all these other interests that go along with it. And I'm diminishing what this woman is completely capable of doing because she's killing it. I just want Mm -hmm. to be clear about that. Um, By anybody's standards, she's killing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, for a woman, I I only said that to be a joke. I I know. (laughs) Um, I gotcha. (laughs) I did air quotes. I did did air quotes, right. (laughs) But I was like, oh, David, that's not funny. Stop. That's just not funny. Um, Well, I think you, I mean, okay, let's be real. You have to have a sense of humor about this stuff or it'll make you mad, right? (laughs) <laughs> like it, it yeah. crazy man yeah. it, it, it does so uh when we all think like you are um your you are the ceo of your brand too right and that represents quite a bit and i think that goes back to and i did a bad job of this earlier but that goes back to the masks i think you use the term mask that you have to wear in certain situations because mm-hmm. The Megan that shows up for the podcast is going to be different than Megan that shows up for the for the one year old birthday party. She has to be, yep, um, because she can be. I mean, you know, you don't have to be quite as serious at a one year old's birthday party. And by the way, if you are that person and you think you do, you need to reexamine your life because one year old <laughs> birthday parties are a lot of fun. I mean, just <laughs> just go with it. Have the cake, smash it, put it in your own face. Sure, have some fun. Yes. But, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying is like, we have to, you know, we take those personality profiles and we get the answers, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're in a certain mindset, your mindset is going to change. Um, so, um, yes. So Megan, what can we do to help people a realize they're doing that, but be like dispel these common misconceptions? Yeah, I think, first to realize that they're doing it. I think it's just a self-awareness thing. I think it's honestly, you're having a conversation with somebody and 
I think it's just one of those things that you're, you just have to be a little self-aware of what you're saying and how it might come across to them. I think uh, in general, <laughs> our society probably needs a little work on that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I got to pause you there. So are you saying to me that we should probably think before we speak? <laughs> just a thought. Crazy idea. I know. Whoa. Um, I'm going to have to, I might need a moment to process that. <laughs> Um, Okay. So sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to make the point. Yes. Yeah. I mean, self-awareness. I mean, honestly, that that's part of it. Um, And, you know, getting, I would say like, get out there and take some, like get some education as well about, um, I was at a Rochester Women's Network, of course, um, event. And there was a gentleman who was talking about um, unconscious bias and, you know, privilege versus not privilege. And it's in some of the stuff is fascinating and things that I would have never thought of um, that I probably do too. And it's just kind of like get out there and get educated on some of this stuff because it's, it's fascinating for one, but also I think it's good in general to, to not necessarily offend people <laughs> when you're talking to them. No, it is. But I think that people so we talk about that privilege, right? So let's just talk about that. And we don't, we're not going to go into it totally, but mm-hmm. there is a certain amount of privilege to be able to say something like, well, where's Mr. Mills? Right. To be, and by that, I just want to un, unpack that a little bit more and say like the privileges that he or anybody, I'm not talking like racial privilege. That's a whole nother episode, which I'd be happy to talk about. But in this one, we're talking about like as a male, like the privilege to just say that and not care. Like there's no, he didn't have to think about that. He was just like, oh, where's Mr. Mills? And then after you had the conversation, he was like, oh, shoot, I'm that guy, aren't I? And he, sorry. Right. But, you know, by then, you, you know, it's like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right. I mean, you get some of it back in there, but it's still a mess. Well, yeah. And, you know, ask it in a different way. I mean, if you're curious, right, then ask, you know, a question about how I, you know, how I run the agency or something. I don't know, but ask it. Don't just like assume that it's That's Mr. Great, Mills. <laughs> That's a great point. Like light bulb moment for me is because, and I, I never really, I, I've not really delved into this on the episode, uh, on, on any episodes yet, but it always frustrates me because people don't ask the questions that they really want to ask. And they do it in a roundabout way that they try to think that they're, they're being nice about it, but they actually make the situation work. So worse. So mm-hmm. the question might've been, Hey, Megan, are you like the sole proprietor of this thing? Like, and it could be from, he could have been completely impressed and was like, you're killing a girl. Awesome. Good for you. You're an example for my daughter, my granddaughter, whoever, whatever. And you're awesome. Thank you for breathing air. And thank you for coming in today. So he could have meant that, but that's not the way it came across. So he diminished all the positives that you had. Right. It's kind of like when you like just assume someone's pregnant, right? (laughs) Just ask the damn question. If you're curious, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I don't know. If you say like, oh, congratulations, when are you due? And they're not pregnant, then you just look like a clown. True that. Right? I mean, personally, that happens to me all the time, but I'm <laughs> trying to lose weight. 
so what else? So, I mean, I just wanted to like, why is it just ask the question? So getting back to the point is why don't people just ask the question? I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to, and, and sometimes people will be like, wow, you're weird or strange or whatever, but then they add, they answer and you know, they're, they don't mean, I know that they don't mean, I used to take that personally because like I never, people always have told me that I never think of anything in the normal way that somebody sees something, Mm -hmm. but you know, I used to get offended by that. And then I realized that that's not what they're trying to say is they're just like, they've never come across somebody who's so curious about things, I guess. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so if you're listening and you want to know, just ask Megan, be like, dude, do you run this by yourself? And she'll be like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and then, then you can say what you're really thinking is like, damn girl, you're awesome. And then she'll be like, thank you, I know. And so just is how it should go. Just, and it's okay. Right. Um, is there any other thing that, that our, our audience should know to just like avoid these situations? So we've got think before you speak, which everybody could use a little bit more of. Sure. What else would, would be helpful? And then we've got like, just ask. Don't, don't like mm-hmm. beat around the bush. Just ask the darn question. Yeah, I think those are good. I mean, I think those are good. I think anybody, at least in my perception, anybody would be happy to engage in a conversation about whatever you're curious, you know, whatever the person's curious about. But if you don't ask the question and you're just assuming, then that doesn't do anybody any good. No, because we all know what happens when you assume. And if yeah. you don't know, if you're too young, Google that and it'll come up. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, what else is I going to say? So, oh, um, I'm going to kind of, it's still on topic, but I'm just going to I try not to get too personal, but I'm going to make some assumptions mm-hmm. that because you are a successful woman, entrepreneur, all that good stuff, um, mom, wife, and everything, that you have a supportive partner. For sure. Yes. Brady's awesome. He <laughs> He's our IT guy and mechanic and, <laughs> and all of the things at our office. I don't think we would be able to, to be where we are without him. Um, this, you know, just today he was installing my new sign and poor guys out there like shoveling, uh, what are they called? Uh, fence posts. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I the mean, post four, hold he's got the post, post hold, hold Yeah. Four feet, you know, deep or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's great. So for sure. Like there's, yeah, no question there. Um, for me, for sure. So I just wanted to state that because I felt I felt like that when you talked about him earlier and 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 I just thought that was worth mentioning because mm-hmm. that's important for anybody's success uh, regardless. But being supportive, has he ever experienced secondhand ageism, sexism, or whatever we want to call it, comments to him about your success? Or are you being huh. If we, even if we take it just like one notch, like we're just, you're killing it. We get it. Um, and I'm the one who's doing it. You're not saying that you're very good about being humble, but I'm just saying like as a young entrepreneur um, and being a female, does he 
hear anything like that? Um, does does what is does he experience anything? You know, I honestly don't know. I've I don't think I've ever asked him. He hasn't brought it up um, in particular that I can remember any situations. Well, would it have come up in conversation though? Because I feel like he he's supportive. He would have either just probably because I'm very supportive of my my wife has done a lot of stuff and I'm like her biggest fan, of course. But right. if that was me, I would have just brushed off or you know defended her. But I don't know that I would have told her about it. I don't think it would be worth mentioning the negativity. But I I just I didn't know. No, um, I'm kind of curious now. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> homework session. Yeah, homework. <laughs> homework session for you. Um, okay. So is there anything that we didn't cover that you thought maybe we would cover on this topic or, uh, well, I'll save the next question until you answer. Um, I don't think there's anything specifically that I, you know, had in addition, I kind of got through all the notes that I had wrote. Um, I did want to mention though, I did, uh, listen to your podcast recently about, um, anxiety. I think the um, man was named Maurice was it Maurice yeah yeah he's got yeah. a different podcast called about that actually yep. yeah um, and I've struggled with uh, anxiety after I had my well a little bit on and off throughout my adult life but um, after I had my son uh, it was like postpartum anxiety was through the roof it was bananas so I appreciated the conversation and kind of normalizing it like you guys were saying before you know during that podcast i appreciated that thanks uh maurice is awesome he's just yeah. an awesome guy and that episode um was important to me because i know that there's a lot of people that suffer from anxiety i know my daughter does and mm -hmm. uh i don't know why nobody talks about it i mean everybody has anxious moments and there are people who are who do have chronic anxiety or i forget the term that maurice taught me i should check my notes but um there there is a difference but mm -hmm. you know if you, there there's not one human being on the face of this earth that hasn't been anxious mm -hmm. if you're that person and you're listening that you've never been anxious call me up because i want to delve into some things and <sighs> figure that out but everybody gets gets anxiety but we don't talk about it and i talk about that with um with with uh Corey a little bit with his episode on being bipolar with bipolar disorder mm -hmm. and um you know we don't talk about mental illness in general yep like it, it's it's just so taboo and i don't understand why because i feel like so many people experience it so you're not alone but if you don't talk about it then you feel alone and i feel like that makes it worse mm-hmm it totally does. Yeah. And maybe, you know, that conversation again, back to this, you know, the successful business owner thing um, with women, I think maybe it's a, maybe we just need to talk about it more. I don't know, you know, like get it out there that there are people who like have these conversations. I think it's good that you're, you're having a platform for these types of conversations and, you know, people potentially will learn from you know, hearing what happens and maybe there are somebody that accidentally said something like this and offended somebody, but I'm sure, I'm sure they didn't do it like maliciously, but, um, 
you know, having the conversations and being open about it, I think is maybe part of the way to combat it as well. Well, words matter. And I've, mm -hmm. I've learned that in life and definitely through the podcast is that words matter. And there's the one I, I, one of my favorite people, Maya Angelou, and I always misquote her, but basically it's, you know, people may not remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. And words can leave a feeling. They don't. They may not remember the exact phrase, but they're going to know that that whatever you said is going to invoke that feeling, and that feeling will remain. Mm -hmm. uh, so be cognizant of that, people, when you're out there. Um, words, uh, words do matter. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Uh, so we segued a lot, and this is just for my own Cheshire Cheshire cat curiosity. So, um, how is the level of segue for you tonight? You mean going in and out of conversation? Yeah. Oh, we're good. I All like right, it. Good. I do that a lot. We, you know, we bring it back, and I think it's all relevant, right? I mean, it's all good conversation. It's good you know, to have these open dialogue and however it, that conversation takes us is where it goes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So lastly, mm -hmm. is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with? Should they need insurance in the greater Western New York area? Should they contact you? And if they, yes, if the answer is yes, or because is it a state by state thing? Or are you like, it is a state by state, state thing. State by state, yep. state. So, is it a state or like area thing? So, if anybody in New York wanted you, they could be like, "I, I heard uh, Megan, yep. and I want to go. Like, she's she's my girl. Like, I, I definitely <laughs> want to do business with her." Um, they could. It's like a New York state thing. Yep, New York state thing. So, All right. yeah. So, we, how we can are they going to get a hold of you? Yeah. So we um, we're online. Our agency website is themillsagency.com. Uh, so feel free to stop by our website and you'll get all of our contact information there as well as if you're interested in just um, reaching out to give me a call. Uh, you can always email me as well. That's Megan, M-E-G-A-N at themillsagency.com. And to clarify, that is the word the, M-I-L-L-S, in case anybody was wondering, right? Yep. Double yep. L. Okay. Double L. Mm -hmm. Just want to make sure because you know, some sometimes spelling matters. Totally. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate you sharing that. So all of you, if you're in uh, New York State, um, which I do have a, a large audience in New York State, so if you need help, Megan can help you. Mm -hmm. so, and her agency, because she's not she's not just her by herself. She's, right? Yep. We got staff, yep. got plenty of people to answer the phone or emails. Don't worry. She will have you covered. Yep. Um, as for me, as always, you can reach me if you want to. I asked a lot of listener poll questions today. If you want to respond to one, uh, it's country code 1-585-210-0240. As always, if you leave me a message, it could end up on the podcast in the future, could not. Um, and if I don't air it, I'm going to talk about it. I could leave your name off. Don't worry. Um, you, if you're out there and you want to leave a message, like, and you say, Hey, don't mention my name, call me Ralph or Judith. 
uh, unless your name is Ralph or Judith, and then it could be something else, whatever you want, I'll do that. I will respect you enough to do that. Um, also, my email, pirpodcast at gmail.com. Always throw me an email, and if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have something you want to talk about that's a common misconception or a pet peeve that you just want to talk about, like David, people get this wrong all the time. Be a guest on the show. It's not as scary as you may think. Hopefully. But it's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And so once again, thanks for joining, Megan. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you sharing the perspective of what it's like to be a uh, woman in business uh, of a certain age, you know, because mm -hmm. we're not allowed to talk about age. <laughs> you know, may or may not be 34 and beyond, but whatever. Um, so we wish you all the, the best and continued success. So thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm -hmm.